Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to Minus Three, presented as ever by Omaha. Dave Damashek coming at you from the banks of the Three Rivers, Pittsburgh, PA. Ready to roll here with my pals as ever. Eddie Spaghetti in his uh, spaghetti in his usual spot there behind the glass in Los Angeles and high atop Hollywood in his manse. It is our guy, Kevin Hench, probably feeling pretty good as we kick off a new sports week here. His Bo Sox two and one against the mighty O's and the first weekend of baseball, <laughs> perhaps more significantly. More heartbreaking, Lee, for Dave Damashek. His Bruins got the better of the Pittsburgh Penguins on Saturday and a gotta-have-it game for the Penguins. Not a must-win. They almost did have a point, which would have been significant as we come down to the final days of the Stanley Cup playoffs chase. So much to talk about. React to the women's title game. Look ahead to the men's college basketball game. And an interesting thought. We were texting about it amongst ourselves while I was 30,000 feet in the sky um, about the idea. Hench has a pretty hot take here about NFL QB and that I think is that is especially relevant here, given what's going on with one of the biggest brands in NFL QB. And he has a name. Well, listen, we'll let him talk about it. Let's say hello to him now. It's Kevin Hench. What's the poop, fella? I love I get so nervous. I'm like, what is he going to ask me? I don't what's my take? Do I you know, but you're you're so uh, you're so meandering in your intros. We have I know. no idea what you're about to throw at us. Keeps us on yeah, our toes. You know what? You know who else it keeps on its toes? The man in the mirror. I have no idea where I'm going. When I I launch into a sentence, who knows where I, I know. may wind up? I don't. I've got my. I'm ready to talk LSU women, and then a sudden it's uh, it's it's going to be get back to Lamar Jackson. Uh, but I'm ready. Whatever you got, brother, I'm ready. All right, let's do it. And also, uh, Hench, you have floated. Let's do some more Mr. Lister here, some trivia at the back end of the show here. So we'll yeah. get into that for those of you who enjoy that. Like I say, Eddie Spaghetti sitting there comfortably, his rags in the playoffs. He's excited about that. Now, who are they going to play? That's- How about that, that Lafreniere goal last night? Holy hell. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, my God. It's his signature move now. He goes through the legs, kind of backhands in the left side of the goal. It's uh, he did it versus Detroit. Did it again versus Washington yesterday. Unbelievable goal through his own legs. Tremendous. I, I love when I see the buzz. Um, it's always it's always great podcasting as we've I think collectively agreed when we can launch into some hockey talk right at the top. Yeah, um, to repel as much audience as possible. But I really do think uh, Lafreniere is the, it, it when you are in that position as a fan of a, of a team like the Rangers. And you're like, I think we should trade him. It's like, man, you guys don't know. Yeah. You're, you're in the sweet spot right now when you're talking about trading that guy. Like, yeah, we don't, don't maybe we don't need him right now. Like, Hey, I, if you guys want to purge him from the roster, I know a place, uh, a place uh, about uh, 10 minutes away from here that would, love you know, to have what's crazy. Ability. Like it, you know, the great hockey goals in the top 10, yeah, the sports center top 10 always look amazing. You know, like it's just, they're, they're incredible. And, you know, they're on skates and they're flying and they're splitting defenders, but it's like, they always throw that lacrosse goal on the top 10. And it's like, Hey guys, it's apparently not hard to shoot backwards in lacrosse. Like it's always the same over the shoulder goal. And it's like, yeah, 
we're no longer impressed. We we know apparently this is not hard to do in lacrosse. No one's ever played it, so we don't really know. But uh, stop with the over the shoulder behind the back goals in lacrosse. Let's let's let's. <laughs> yes, we we have nothing to compare it to. So please <laughs> spare us. Um, all right, listen. Let's uh, let's not meander here. You're busy people there on the on the West Coast. I don't want to tie up. You're up early here. We have much to kibitz about here. The women's title game ended up being the big event of the week, it seems, and not just for what happened on the court. Well, specifically what happened on the court, but the blowback to the Angel Reese versus Caitlin Clark kerfuffle, the you can't see me, the hand thing. Is that what it's called, Eddie Spaghetti? It's like you can't see me. Uh, I always thought it was you can't guard me. The John Cena, you can't see me. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So explain that. Explain that. Like you can see John Cena. It's his thing. His catchphrase, Cena, was you can't see me. He would sell shirts that that had that on and he would just put the the hand, you know, for the podcast listeners, put a full hand in front of your face, wave it back and forth. That's kind of, I think, what what happened in that, that LSU Iowa game. All right. Okay. But I still don't get the. The uh, genesis I mean, of you can't see me. Yeah. It, Imagine it, that I, something completely popular and totally confounding in professional professional wrestling. Imagine yeah, great. That. Super excited for Vince McMahon. Twenty twenty billion dollars for his enterprise, teaming up now um, with Endeavor. All right, let's get into. About, by the way, I do want to say as we start here, it's Monday as we record. I know that, you know, we, we, we love sports, something to look forward to what's on the calendar. Our options are more limited than they were a month or so ago in terms of viewing must watch kind of stuff. Obviously we're going to watch the men's title game, but is this the worst championship level, um, you know, championship uh, matchup? In the history of our lives, Henry. we're older than spaghetti. I mean, is this the worst one we've ever seen? I feel like, I mean, you know, like Cleveland and Florida playing for the World Series in what year was that? 97. That was pretty lame. But I mean, UConn, a four seed. I know they're good and maybe we all slept on them. But nevertheless, you know, who three weeks ago could have summoned more than one or two players from UConn and San Diego State completely anonymous. Sorry for being a curmudgeon, but Dave's a big meh on this title game. But this is this is the symbol of the passage of this event into irrelevance. I mean, when you know, I mean, uh, Victor Wanyama, did you did you see that play last night? I did see the highlight. Okay, so it's like, yes, that's more interesting that that guy's going to be the number one pick in the draft. And what he's doing is more interesting than what these, these guys who are not going to play in the NBA are doing. It just, that's what the, that's what the sport, the, the March madness has become. It's so it's, it's, it's March meh. <laughs> March madness. I like that. Yeah. And in the meantime, everybody um, over the moon about the performance of Caitlin Clark from Iowa, but then she and her team. Now I was 30,000 feet in the air. So I, so I completely missed it. Um, but was aware of what was going on with, um, with Angel Reese doing the, as I say, the, you can't see me and all of this. And then heavy reaction on both sides 
about whether it's classy or classless or acceptable and trash talk. Somebody's and arguing. Else. Somebody's arguing that it's classy. Is that well, one perhaps, of the sides perhaps that, that not classy, but allowable, but but it's not that big a deal. So let's jump into it. Let's I think this in. is the heart of our goat and goats yeah. here of okay. the week. And 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 I give the floor to you, Kevin. Hayes. All right. Well, so um, I've got on my my little uh, piece of paper here, like my my good goat is the Tigers, the LSU Tigers mm. uh, and Alexis Morris, who was incredible in the second half of that game. And then my bad goat, also the Tigers. The Detroit Tigers mathematically eliminated opening weekend, a horrendous <laughs> baseball team. And then, and then my bad go, well, it, you know, Angel Reese, this is, this is the greatest moment of your athletic career, right? And there, and, and over there to the left, just keep walking. Those are your teammates that are celebrating. This is like, this is the greatest moment. This is the, this is the happiest you've ever been on a basketball court. Wait, hold on. I want to make my opponent who just lost feel worse. I'll get to the great. I'll get to the celebrating and the positive part in a bit. But first, let me make sure this person is suffering more. And the the person that I equate that to on this on this April 3rd, I blue check mark ending day is Elon Musk. Okay, so. You, Elon, hey, you won the championship of humanity. You're the most successful human being of all time. What do you want to do with that success? I, I want to make people feel worse. I want to make people feel bad. I want to make sure somebody gives a voice to the anti-Semites and Nazis. I want to speak for the, like, like Musk has is, is just revealed himself to be such a terrible human being. By the way, didn't ask for my blue check mark. Would never pay that guy a dime. Won't buy a Tesla. Well done. Yeah, uh, huge. So it's like you won the game of life. You're Elon Musk. Go hang out on your yacht. Nope. Got to taunt. Got to taunt uh, people on Twitter. Got to uh, got to retweet conspiracy theories about Paul Pelosi after an 80 something year old man is attacked with a hammer by a, a magaloon. Uh, so it's like that. So Musk, you know, worst human being on the planet, obviously. And and then like Angel Reese. You there's something wrong with you if your instinct in that moment is to is to is to follow Caitlin Clark like, oh, wait, she hasn't acknowledged me trying to make her feel worse. Let me keep following her. So it's like I know everyone's like making it into this race thing, which is just it's just maddening. It's like, yes, everybody can behave poorly. Angel Reese behaved poorly in her great moment. And, uh, you know, if she, I don't know if she wants to explain it, by the way, what is this? Where would this come from? Like if you played each other three times a year in the conference tournament at the end of the year, like if she low bridged you when you were a sophomore, like I maybe, but like you're playing Iowa and you blew them out and the game's over and your coach is crying and you're like, I want to taunt her. Wow. I, I, I hear you. And it's funny because you say it feels like it, the, the, um, the fallout is some, race debate i think it's gender equality is what i'm i'm getting from it and to me you know i i, I like trash talking i've got on and on about it trash talking is fun pro sports college sports they can all benefit from a little more wwe you can't see me i don't even know what it means but i'm all for the the showing people up in ter you know in terms of equality i wonder though and i i i imagine the way um, our society now works 
everybody's got the purity test. And people are going to now go back. And the people who think that what Angel Reese did was fine, people are now going to go back and try and find in social media or otherwise people um, going after people for, for saying like that was that was classless for blank player to trash talk blank foe. Um, but what it what to me is it's equality like are you are, are you consistent about your trash talk about your support or resentment of trash talk like for instance the nfl they have a a taunting rule so you know this idea that it's funny to me that and i'm pro trash talk and i hate the nfl rule however um the hey now 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 it's an empowerment issue that you that it's a sign or, or, or if you're resentful of it, or if you condemn Angel Reese for doing it, then you don't get it. And hey, get used to it. Holly Rowe um, goes to social media. Get used to it. This is what a strong young woman looks like. It's like, okay, I'm fine with that. I don't care if you trash talk. Um, I support well, I would, it. I would draw a big distinction here, right? So um, when you're in the heat of battle, right, when you're in it, and, you know, you're hitting a guy on the sideline or, you know, I hate, obviously hate the taunting rule in the NFL. I hate the officials determining the outcome of the game, which we could talk about a little bit with the women's title game, too. But once the game is over, so instead of uh, collapsing on the court, crying about his dead father, Michael Jordan goes over and waves his hand in front of his face after the game, the championship's been decided. Like I see in the heat of battle, I will forgive a lot more behavior than like it's over. Go celebrate with your teammate. No, my instinct, my strong female instinct is to make my opponent feel worse after it's over. I mean, we all love hockey because they knock the snot out of each other and then they shake hands. Like it's, it's like, it's over. It's over. Have some that class. part I agree with. People are falling all over themselves to say, this is great that Angel Reese did that. You know, I mean, philosophically, it, you may be somebody who thinks that gentlemanly is an ironic word to use. But as you say, the handshake at the end of uh, a fiercely contested hockey series. Yes, they shake hands. I Yeah, I, I, I'm with you completely that the line in the sand is in terms of, you know, and all people being equal is it's a weird instinct in what should be your moment of euphoria. And by the way, it applies to the fan level stuff. When people's first instinct, I say this all the time, when when, when the first instinct you have as a, oh, there's Heather there. Hello, Heather, uh, Hench's wife. Um, the, uh, yeah, there she is. Oh, she got her, she got her stuff and blew out of it. She doesn't want to uh, weigh in on this. She's taunting, uh, she's taunting our nine-year-old. You can't see me. Oh, okay, okay. You can't see your lunch. She's busy. She's busy. I'm with you completely that if your instinct is and, and, and uh, with the, you know, in so, in the age of social media where everybody is super relevant, what their opinion is in, in the in the big moment. But very often, like as a for instance, I will get tweets from a rival fan if the Steelers lose to their team. Like this is what you're thinking about right now. You know, Spaghetti's favorite team, uh, uh, the Rangers, there were tons of rags fans who the instant they beat in overtime this moment of euphoria you win in overtime game seven in msg you're on to the next round the world is is uh rosy if you're texting dave 
to to stick it to me. Like I, I it's weird wiring in my head that I'm not thinking well, about. Like it. We've all been we've all been in, in our in our own home stadiums after beating a rival, walking down the concourse, and then you see someone in a Yankees jersey, you know, like, and then people are like, you know, taunting them. It's like. What aren't you in your euphoric moment? Like, why are you, you know, reaching out to bum out? I mean, I don't I just don't get it. Like, um, also don't want to get in fights. Um, well, fans, but 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 like, you know, here, here's an example. You know, when te- in, in most towns, when you win a title, people go out and they have this reflected sense of power and they go and they like above the law kind of mentality, <laughs> start flipping cars over and fighting police and whatever, whatever they do. Um, it's a, it's a weird part of the human condition that, that I've witnessed over and over again, people don't get, you know, if you're, if you're at a playoff game and your team gets beaten and there's an opposing fan in the stadium, people feel like they just got their, got punched in the gut and they're too deflated to give stuff like, yeah, screw you. You hurt my feelings. It's when you win that people then pile on. So if there's an opposing fan, as you walk out of the stadium, your team has emerged victorious. That's when you see some jerk beating up an opposing fan who made the trip to the stadium. You're like, what the, what the hell? Why is that your instinct to do that? I don't get it, but I, I am with you. Like Angel Reese can do what she wants. She can talk all the trash. And by the way, I think it gets in, in opponents heads in during games. That's for sure. You can, I'm susceptible to that. If you start flapping your gums at me and telling me how I suck uh, on top of already knowing that I suck trying to guard Kevin Henschen in three on three basketball, when he already talks his stuff, it's unnecessary in my opinion. It's, 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 there's no reason to try and, and uh, take my dignity, which he, which he would do. But after the game to, to then pile on and be like, ha ha, you suck. I'm way better than you. It's like, that, that's the, I, I'm completely with you about well, it's where the funny, division. Uh, you know, according to Holly Rowe, we get to look forward to this. You know, one of the things I noticed during the pandemic, and maybe this is, this is the great equality that we, that we have uh, coming our way. So, you know, we're used to a video of, of, you know, Yankee and Red Sox fans getting in fights. Like, it's just like, whatever, but there, it's all dudes during the pandemic, like all that video of like, who's that punching the store manager. That's a lady. Like it was like the women. It's like, Oh good. This is equality. Look how women are behaving just as terribly as men. Great. That's awesome. Holly Rowe. That's great that we can look forward to, you know, uh, uh, generation of of women taunting other women terrific we've 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 arrived i you know i i do think and you know i think the worst thing or one of the worst things is as we always talk about the jersey swap after the game and the prayer circle shame the devil you know pray all you want you know be friendly with whoever you want just just don't do it in front of us, please. We don't want that. So I, I am certainly I love not it. I love of- it. You play as hard as you can against each other, and then you're like you're you're uh, part of a sisterhood. I I don't know. No. Like, you know. No, I mean, see, see, well, that we we don't agree on that point. I but bottom line is yes. I think there is some nuance here. Yes, do it during the game if it gives you an edge over the person uh, in front of you. Um, if it gets in their head, distracts them or otherwise, it's just a weird instinct to me that that's your that that's your big moment of glory. Will Angel Reese ever have a moment that transcends the one she just had? And she spent it talking stuff. But to the Michael Jordan point, it also makes me think that maybe it's hard to dial it down 
you know, the biggest moment of that young person's life is all playing out. The idea that you would just turn it down to zero. Maybe that's the motivating thing, as we always talk well, about. You back can to- turn it up. You can turn it up to 11. Just do it with your teammates in celebration and hug. Your I get it. Who's crying. I mean, it is wild. Like, but we talk about the killer of Michael Jordan and Tom Brady and the chip on the shoulder. It's kind of that. Effect, but I think right? Jordan's like a this example of like J- Jordan's creating rivals that aren't there so that he can can kill them in the finals. But then, you know, he's not going over and wagging his finger in Bill Lambeer's face after the game. Like I think he kind of was, though. That's that's the I mean, no, I, I'm not would, saying you know, he'd step over the corpses that he left behind. But like that, that job was done. Um, it is funny to think, though, it's like it, it's the equivalent of like, hey, Patrick Mahomes, you just won the Super Bowl. Where are you going? Hang on a sec. I'm going over to taunt Jalen Hurts. What? <laughs> Don't you want to go to Disney World? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, like, it makes no sense to me. Well, Travis and Kelsey got a lot of heat. Her. She stalked her. She's like, I will not rest until you acknowledge this stupid move I'm doing from professional wrestling. Like, I mean, look, obviously, obviously it sucks because we're talking about it when we should be talking about Alexis Morris, who scored 19 points in the second half and hit a mid-range jumper every single time Iowa started to mount a run. Um, so, uh, obviously it was, it was, uh, unfortunate, uh, and not, you know, em- empowerment. It's like, it's like, Hey, you just got cut off in traffic by a woman. Get used to it. Empowerment. What? It's bad behavior. I don't want to get used <laughs> well, to it. I mean, I guess it, all I say is to, to, to wrap it, my, my opinion up on all of it. If you thought Travis Kelsey crossed the line by uh, at the AFC title game on the podium, shouting out the Cincy mayor and after the game, talking stuff to him and kind of sort. I don't even remember what he said in the post game after the Super Bowl, but up on the, you know, with the statue, uh, with the with the trophy and all that. Um, I feel like he was still kind of sticking it to unless I'm misremembering that, but at least against the, the, the Bengals, he definitely was doing that. And I think there was like a 50 50 split, I guess. Bottom line for me is, are you consistent on that? Were you cool with Kelsey doing it? Then you should be cool with Angel Reese. Oh, and if you weren't with the Chiefs, then you shouldn't I be mean, I'm with guess the I am LSU cons- tie. I am consistent because I just I just can't believe that's where your head's at in your great moment of victory. Let's I agree not, with that. I'm just saying, I, I, it, if, if that's where your head is, I think hey, hey, a weird uh, uh, set uh, of priorities, but it wouldn't be mine. But, you know. Hey, hey they're, bringing need, me, uh, they're bringing me the microphone. Um, hey, what's that? What's the mayor of Cincinnati's name? What? What is wrong with you? Talk about your teammates. I do think, right. Yes, you need an edge, Michael Jordan, everything else. But then I think also Michael Jordan has shown us, I'm sure his life is perfectly happy. What's he worth? A billion He's, dollars, yes, literally. He, he but seems he seems infinitely happy. Every interview with that guy, just a just Well, that's a, what I'm saying. I like maybe no, he is deep down and and, no, and maybe miserable. you know the 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 little snapshots we get betray his his the peace that he has overall in life. But it seems to me like He's a bitter pill still. And it's like, is that who you want to be? You want to be, you want to be worth a billion dollars, be considered the best to ever do the thing you do in life in the history of people. And you're still kind of like kind of a jerk about it. I don't know. I guess that's the whiplash thing too. Right. Um, Well, look at his life. His life is all, you know, his majority decline phase, right? Just like, you're never going to be as good as you were. And you're, and you were bitter even when you were great. Now you're just a not a very you're a bad owner. You don't really 
know how to construct a roster. Like, you're just- well, I think it's, you know, I, I say whiplash and, you know, I'm, I'm not sure which side is the best to fall on. I mean, I guess, you know, if you are a singular talent and, and Michael Jordan and Tom Brady share that, that they weren't considered that at age 17, neither, neither person was like, you, you are destined to go down in history as one of the very best to ever play the sport. But if you are, I guess, what, 15, 16, like this, this, this person is a prodigy at what they're doing. Should you singularly devote yourself to that and being as good as you can be? Whiplash supports that that's what you should do. I'm on the fence about it. But then I also feel like if you saw the menu, the movie last uh, a year ago, um, with Ray Fines, I feel like it satirizes the notion of what whiplash is supporting. Right. That, that it's like, yeah, if you devote yourself at, to the exclusion of any pleasure in life to just this one thing that you're supposed to be really good at, it ain't going to end good for anybody. Hey, I'm real like, quick, though, I want to I, I, I got a couple honorable mentions. Oh, OK. Uh, you know, the refs were typically horrible in the in the women's championship game. And it's like, you know, I mean, I guess that's equality, too. Hey, we did it. We did it. We're equal. This is equally poorly officiated as the men's. Great, great. The ref, the refs are terrible. The the people are behaving terribly. We did it. Equality. But they like, the, you know, and I go and it's funny you mentioned the the, the Chiefs Bengals uh, AFC title game. They're, don't decide the game. That's all you have to do. The number one job as a ref is don't decide the game. So you know when the when the refs in the in the NCAA title game uh, teed up Caitlin Clark, you know to to give. LSU more free throws as as I was trying to come back, give Caitlin Clark her fourth personal foul because a technical is a personal foul. We just decided that, you know, whatever that was 20 years ago, terrible. Like, what does that have to you get a personal foul in addition to the technical foul was her fourth foul. And it was just kind of it sort of was like the end of the game. And then and then the, the, the referee in the pool report, she was saying like, well, technically, they'd been given a delay of game warning. She didn't get the ball to the official in a timely fa- Like, listen to yourself. Listen to your explanation. Hey, here's why I ruined the title game. Letter of the law explanation. So the refs get a, a, a bad goat. And then I also, you know, I've been neglecting my uh, my live pricks. I was waiting. You know, I was waiting. This is a big okay, week, so right? I got to give Brooks Kepka uh, his props for selling his soul to the Saudis. With first two-time winner on the Live Tour. Congratulations, Brooks. Uh, I don't know how many clubs you're allowed to carry. I didn't know they had winners in that in, I don't, in their I, tournament. They're all losers to me. Brooks Kepka, he's I, he's got, you know, every club in his bag, but no soul in his body. Congratulations, Brooks, you <laughs> piece of <laughs> um, so that's oh my. that's my bad goat. <laughs> um, all right, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, listen, I just saw that the shark. Announced like I just hope one of our guys wins. If one does, we're all going to be a part of the celebration. Greg Norman would certainly want to be a part of a celebration at Augusta, wouldn't he? Um, a make good for his own past failures there. Um, Eddie Spaghetti, go ahead. 
Goat and goats. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Hey, hey, Caesar Sportsbook. It's not just an app. It's a whole empire. Iconic casinos, hotels, world-class restaurants. It's all yours with Caesar's Rewards. Because every bet you place, win or lose, earns reward credits, which you can redeem for hotel stays at over 50 destinations, meals, tickets, merch, bonuses, and more. So get started now. A-S-A-M-P. Create an account with promo code Omaha Full. Omaha, the word, and the word full. You know what I'm talking about. 21 and over, 19 and over in Ontario, must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net, Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700, Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF, Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP through Horseshoe Bossier, City and Harris, New Orleans, Massachusetts. If you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Well, my first one, my my good goat is is Snoop Dogg, and we were mentioning wrestling before the John Cena. You can't see me. I'm not the biggest wrestling fan, but uh, I'll watch some of the bigger stuff of uh, like WrestleMania. There's like a a storyline or a potential uh, big name to pop out. But Snoop Dogg was the uh, I guess the host of WrestleMania that took place here in SoFi Stadium. And Vince McMahon's son, Shane O'Mac, Shane McMahon came out. His gimmick is sort of like, I'm the billionaire that doesn't care about my body. And uh, he'll jump off of super high things and just crash land. He comes into the ring uh, to kind of mess with The Miz, who is the co-host along with Snoop Dogg, just tears his quadricep in the ring live. Like, so he, so Shane O'Mac just tears his quad. He drops, obviously, whatever they had scripted can't go on. Snoop Dogg then comes in kind of saves the show and does an impromptu match versus the the Miz 
which was not rehearsed. So uh, Snoop Dogg, good goat, hundred uh, percent. How like funny that. is it? How funny is it that Snoop Dogg? If somebody like again, I, I love to think about the guy who falls into a coma, um, and then wakes up to to a new world. Imagine twenty five years ago falling into a coma and being like, this guy will be America's sweetheart, Snoop Dogg. Every commercial will want him. Everybody will want him to be the face of whatever event they have upcoming. It's Snoop Dogg, everybody. It, I love it. Was, he was awesome. He filled in, uh, again, for a, a live tearing of the quadricep not planned. He comes in, finishes the match. So good job by you, Snoop Dogg. That you know what would have been great is if, if, uh, if Snoop – Quadricep gets torn. Snoop jumps into the ring, just starts shoveling edibles into the guy's mouth. He's just like, hey, wow, it looks like you're in a lot of pain, buddy. Here, take these. You won't be feeling a thing. And uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. But that's so yeah, Snoop gets my good go, my 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 bad goat of the week. Uh, it goes to Bryce Harper. I don't know if you saw that, but he did a, a little bit of an interview and a, a tele ESPN telecast basically says that. Um, him and the players, they want their game back, which means that they don't want the pitch clock, despite the fact that it's probably mm. been the best addition to baseball. And I could not tell you how, uh, I mean, decades, uh, the, you know, games being shaped of almost a half hour of games, Yankee games ending in two hours, 20 minutes, two hours, 26 minutes. Like, I can't believe how fast it is. The, the MLB games are going from, you know, uh, an NFL overtime game length to almost like NHL NBA game length. Uh, it, it's just incredible. Everyone's a fan of it. The stolen bases we, we've all texted about is up a lot of good changes. And you have people like Bryce Harper who like, to me, it's very strange. Like why it, it was more of a pitcher thing anyway, that the pitcher has to be rushed. So now Bryce Harper is essentially saying that batters like to wait almost a minute in between every pitch, which to me is very strange. I, I wouldn't guess that. Um, and I'm not sure why that Bryce Harper prefers the five hour variety of baseball, but bad job by you, Bryce Harper for saying the pitch clock stinks because I am absolutely loving it uh, after the opening weekend of baseball. It well, is funny. It's wild. It's so funny because um, it's like, Hey man, uh, nobody's buying our Mountain Dew. Um, oh, okay. Let's put it, let's put it in eight ounce cans. Like, I mean, it's a weird thing, right? You're saying like, nobody likes our product. Okay, let's give them a little less of it. Maybe that'll save it. Like, I mean, the reason I, I agree with Spaghetti is, uh, hey, Bryce, you are going to have one of the last ridiculous contracts if something doesn't change because all the regional broadcasters are bankrupt because nobody watches baseball. So there's no risk involved with changing it up because nobody's watching. So, you know, I said, you know, we were laughing last week. We we're saying, Hey man, our stolen base is going to go way up. And the Orioles stole 10 bases in the first two games against the Red Sox. Most since 1901. There's the answer to your question way up. So, I mean, it's like Bryce, yeah. your sport was on life support. So in, enjoy uh, being part of the conversation you know, for, for, you know, the, the moment that it lasts, I don't know if, I don't know if baseball will, will have a total resurrection, but worth trying. Is it though? I mean, I've already started to hear that, you know, the dissatisfaction about batters are, are umps really going to rise up in October and be like, Hey, pitch clock violation in, in like in, in the bottom of the eighth in a tied ball game, or would they, would they, do you really think they'll do well, that? If they in the get playoffs? the officials from the women's NCAA championship game. Absolutely. No problem. No problem. Ringing up Aaron judge for not being in the box. We did it gang. 
or or the referees from the AFC title game. There's lots of there's lots of precedent for chick calls ruining games. Just do like NHL, everybody. Don't you see how they do it? The world keeps on spinning. Okay, so they they let a little uh, little stick work go in big moments in critical spots of playoff games. That's how the rest of the world should operate. The the, the ongoing sort of like, what else are you supposed to do? That is what you're supposed to do. What the NBA and the NHL do. They don't decide the games by calling uh, big fouls or penalties in gigantic moments of those games. That's the spaghetti. answer. Spaghetti. We, we were, correct me if I'm wrong, but many, many episodes ago, you and I were in favor of what Damashek just described, swallowing the whistle late in the third period, and Sheck pushed back. I swear I remember this. No, he I was, didn't. I said that's, I, I consistently say that I, I don't love it. I said, I don't love it as a Penguins fan because who's going to be on the worst end of that more often than not in a physical sport? The Penguins who want to play a high flying brand. The the other team's more likely to try to put a stick into their high-end talent and slow it down. That's, I I mean, over the last 20 years. Now that things are inverted a little bit and the Pens maybe aren't the highest skilled team, maybe my opinion is going to change going forward there. Um, by the way, I didn't appreciate Pasta, who seems like a classy and uh, and fun guy. See, I didn't talk about how I don't like trash talking when it's directed at me. Pasta scores that goal with two minutes to go, and he turns to the crowd and starts doing like, give it to me, give me the cheers, like he's in, in, in the Coliseum, a gladiator. I didn't care for that. That was classless, but I support his right to do it. Um, okay, go ahead, Spaghetti. You're, you're uh, continuing your thoughts here. I get both good bets. Snoop Dogg oh. gets it. Bryce Harper gets the other one. See, I okay. listened to I listened to Spaghetti. I listened to him. What are you talking about? I didn't know that he was completed yet. I was complete. I was making sure he was he uh, he had gotten all of it out. The stolen base thing. You know, we have our group text, and I said to Sal, "I'm surprised that there hasn't been any adjustment yet by the books, but apparently there is not." And he said that he's waiting another week or so to see. If in fact these stolen bases, the stolen base totals continue to blow up, what what do you? I'm saying, what is there to wait for? Like, I don't know. I, like it, those the the like player props are going to adjust quickly, and then I mean, you know, if if Vegas hasn't adjusted, those that should be our best bet. Shouldn't we get just on, bet across the board any relevant base, base runner overs individual player props game by game? Like this, you know, it will adjust if it hasn't yet. Make some money, people. Um, all right. I, I'll kind of devote my goat and goat. I don't even know that it really fits in here. So let's just move on to a quarterback conversation as promised and pick up where we left off last week. You know, we were talking about Lamar Jackson and who should get him and who shouldn't. And, and in a equal world, if everybody, if it was, um, you know, day one of a draft, let's say, and the first order of business was getting your QB, um, and, you know, everybody was going to make the exact same. That's obviously a major uh, factor, goes without saying, with Lamar Jackson versus drafting somebody and and or a cheaper option um, in the amount of bank that Lamar wants. But we, we were talking about, like, is Lamar a top five QB, top 10 QB? That kind of matters, I guess. And we, th- we, we thought, like, ah, well, they're at least, you know, is he top 10 at this point? I tried to take him off. You have the big four in the AFC um, in – yeah, we're going to include Trevor Lawrence in the group of Allen and Herbert and Burrow and Mahomes. And then 
after that, if you include Rodgers at age 40 now, assuming going to the Jets, and by the way, as a side note, the AFC, as much as it has been talked about, I mean, it's crazy that they have like six quarterbacks better than, than the first one over on the NFC once Rodgers moves over. Um, but that's interesting to me. But then Hench texted something that is that really was striking to me. Kind of a hot take. Lay it on us there, Hench. Okay, so my hot take uh, is, first of all, the Detroit Lions are going to win more games with Jared Goff next year than uh, whatever team Lamar Jackson plays for. Hmm. I mean, I don't think that's that hot a take. I think Vegas agrees with that, roughly. And it's like, Jared Goff was the seventh-rated QB passer last year in the NFL. Lamar Jackson was 16th. So then you go, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, Lamar Jackson does this other thing that completely changes the game. It's like, fair. Is he going to do more of that, as much of that? My thing is his game will regress to the pocket the more hits he takes, the more dings he gets, and and that Lamar Jackson's career trajectory will be um, a, a kind of devolving to the pocket. Like he will, he will be less and less of this unstoppable dual threat as he gets hit. Goff, you know, is what Goff is. And if you look at Jared Goff's career, okay, we all remember when he beat Mahomes in that crazy pinball machine game. And everyone was like, I think this guy's the second best quarterback in the league. Like they, the Rams cannot be stopped. Then Belichick destroyed him in the Super Bowl, and then he got dumped on a bad Lions team. Well, now it's not a bad Lions team. And if you look at Jared Goff's career, specifically TD to interception, um, you know, Lamar Jackson's TD to interception rate is going the wrong direction. Jared Goff's is back to where it was when he was at his best. And I'm just I'm I'm saying the Lions are going to be good. I'm saying Jared Goff is good. And I think the those two careers are going to intersect and that Jared Goff will be back to the Super Bowl before Lamar Jackson gets to his first. Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson's never been to a Super Bowl. Uh, so that's as I went down that list, and I agree with the the five, I think you said in the AFC. And then I don't and know Lawrence. Think, we throw Lawrence in there, and, right? And I, you know, I know, I know uh, he's laid some eggs, uh, uh, but I, I would put Dak a notch above Lamar Jackson too. I mean, look at the numbers and look at the playoff results for Lamar Jackson. What are you getting? You know, so um, yeah, I don't think it. I mean, I, I agree. It didn't. We thought we would get to ten, maybe a little easier than we could, but I don't think eight or nine is out of the question for QBs that are better than Lamar Jackson. But the, Lamar, the Jackson, Lamar Jackson, the Lamar Jackson, if you give him the contract he is insisting on, what will the last, you know, the guaranteed money, what will the last five years of that guaranteed money look like? That's what I used to always say. Now it's a decade ago that it, the comp of like the two AFC juggernauts were Brady's Patriots and Peyton's and Colts then became the Broncos. And then at the same time, you have the rivalry of the Niners and Seahawks, and it was Russ and Kaepernick. And the comparison always was like, it's a little unfair because the two NFC guys are on their rookie deals. And so once you make more bank, it does impact the overall roster and all of that. Um, with, with Lamar Jackson in the playoffs, I it's funny because I do think 
it's speculative that Lamar Jackson, well, it's clear he's going to have to adjust. He can't play that kind of ball when he's 35. He's not going to be able to do it physically. So does he have in him the Jordan, Kobe, mid-career, complete fundamental switch in how he plays? You know, those two guys were attacking the rim at every turn up until, you know, age 29-ish, and then all of a sudden they reemerge and are hitting mid, mid-range mid shots and killing you over and over again doing that. Does Lamar have that in him to turn into a pocket passer? And by the way, he needs that because the weird um, comparison I always make is his style works in the middle of the season against mediocre competition, just like Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin did in the middle of the season, but you get into the, to the higher level of competition in the playoffs, it doesn't work as well what Lamar Jackson does. So he it behooves him to alter the way he plays. In the meantime, with Jared Goff, what is funny with him comparing him to Lamar Jackson, it feels like we're talking about two different generations. Jared Goff was drafted in 2016, right? So two years ahead of him, they feel like two completely different eras of uh, of guys to me. Um, but I, yeah, it, it does feel a little hot takey to me in the sense that if back to the very beginning of what I said, like if you were like, if I, you didn't know anything else about, and it was just like, okay, QB draft, start off. We're starting off a franchise here. Do you want Lamar Jackson or you want Jared Goff? You certainly would take Lamar Jackson, not knowing anything behind it. Right. But I think to your point um, with Jared Goff, he is positioned to do well, but at the same time, read every mock draft. Everybody has the lions replacing him. Maybe not this year, but like, okay, one more, one more transitional year with this golf character who was the first overall pick a half a, a, a decade ago or, you know, half dozen years ago. And uh, yeah, we got to get Anthony Richardson. We need to reboot with a project um, to, to be behind this Jared Goff guy. It's, it's a fascinating point you make. Eddie Spaghetti, your thoughts. What, which guy would you rather have? I I agree with what you just said, Check about if you had to take one blindly, you're taking Lamar Jackson over Jared Goff. Um, but I think what Hench is saying, and I think if you're incorporating like team, you know, wins um, and just like the overall success of the season, I, I do think there's a real easy path for it to be Jared Goff this year over Lamar Jackson, depending on where he goes. If Lamar Jackson ends up in Indianapolis, maybe because they have a relatively strong O-line still. They have Jonathan Taylor. They have Michael Pittman. They have some weapons. He could succeed. He could argue probably way better weapons than they had in, in Baltimore. Um, but if he ends up in maybe one of those NFC South teams, if he ends up in like Atlanta, um, I think there's some holes there. And I could definitely see Goff having a, a way better season. I also probably would add in more quarterbacks, the overall list that I have ahead of Lamar Jackson. Like Hurts, gonna- right? I, I think Hertz is definitely in there. I think there's I, a, I, I think there's a path to like this is probably a make or break year for a guy like Kyler Murray. Um, I think Kyler Murray is a similar player in terms of the, uh, actually rushes the ball way less than Lamar Jackson does, but throws the ball way more. Which is again, we're in a passing league, and I think Kyler Murray has the ability. I mean, he had that stretch uh, two seasons ago where he was like undoubtedly the MVP. I think there, I think for him to save and kind of rejuvenate his career, he's a guy I'd put in that list too as like a, a dark horse to kind of get back in the MVP conversation. Uh, hey, here's a quick, uh, quick, yeah, it's not really trivia, but uh, hands on buzzers, lightning round. How many points a game did the Lions average in their nine home games on the fast track last year? Boy, they had like a 34. Oh, that's going to be tough to beat, Check. Okay. 30, 34.1. 
Oh, you went the wrong way. 33.1. <laughs> you know what I would do to your but point, point is, though, about that point. It's like you want to you want to you want to move on from a quarterback who's averaging 33 a game in the in the perfect conditions. Like I just I think he's good. I swear I think he's good. I think I think he's pretty good. I don't think he's top five in the league or anything like that. But I do think that all of a sudden now it's it's hard for our brains. If it weren't the Lions, like he's on that short, the Lions are on the short list of like, come on, or we're, we're buying the Detroit Lions is equivalent to we're buying the Jets, the Browns, and you know who those teams are. Um, I think if you erase that history of the franchise, we'd be all in on the Lions. We'd be more over our skis about them. And I think they're going to make a mistake, like I say, about Anthony Richardson. Let's say if that, in fact, breaks that way, that they're going to maybe do something like that instead of just leaning in to Jared Goff as the guy. And I mean, like if Bajan Robinson is there. Take him, man. I mean, just um, just just load up if you're the Detroit Lions. You don't need to worry about what awaits in 2024. You don't you have, have to worry. You, you have, have a guy who went to that. a Super Bowl. He got the Rams to, to a Super Bowl. You don't have to worry about that side of the ball, man. Just just pair, get someone with with Hutchinson. Like just I don't like like that team. I mean, we saw what they did to the Packers. Right? They were better than you know that last game of the season when we were in Vegas. Uh, they pushed him around. It wasn't as close as the final because the Packers got bailed out by a couple of, of uh, shaky calls. But you want um, you want a good one. I mean, like Nolan Smith from Georgia. But speaking of Georgia, I think a lot of people are doing this. Thing. I mean, obviously it happens every year. It's like, nah, we're out on that guy. I bet the Lions. If Jalen Carter is sitting there, if he lands there, you talk about a finishing piece for a team that feels ready to to. Um, make some hay this year. I think I, I think that's right. Fascinating. I, I think it's really interesting point because we all have made. Jo- I make jokes about Jared Goff and the thing about because I guarantee you there will be some social media mentions uh, thrown at us like you're mentioning what these guys do in the playoffs. Too small a sample size. Yes, by definition, it's a small sample size. This side of Tom Brady, nobody has played a ton of playoff games, but Jared Goff yes got lucky to go to the Super Bowl because of the bad call in new Orleans, but Lamar Jackson has uh, in a number of spots where it would appear that he was at least on even ground against the foe came up short. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, it, it's, um, I think it's kind of hot takey. I don't think very many people in the world would uh, off the top of their head, go like Jared Goff, obviously over Lamar Jackson. So good point there. Um, all right, let's get into, let's do our, uh, our national title and otherwise, Best bets here for the early part of the sports week. And then let's close it out with some Mr. Lister here. I'll go very quickly here. I know I said it going into the final four game against uh, the U that no team just obliterates everybody in front of them. The Huskies couple moments there where I thought that uh, the U was about to get back into it, but the Huskies did end up putting them away. Lay in seven on Monday night, the lamest title game, like I say, in the history of our lives. I'm going to go with the Aztecs again. Seven points, that's pretty heavy for a title game against a bunch of grown men. How say you, Hench? Well, it's funny. Me picking this game, me me even talking about this game after my run in this tournament, it reminds me of a guy named Bob Shrum, who was John Kerry's campaign manager 
I think he, <laughs> I think he was paid. I think he was paid ten million dollars for that campaign. He was paid some, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever ten dollar donation you're sending in. This this idiot is making uh, ten million dollars. <laughs> it was his. It was his ninth consecutive campaign loss. Every political pundit that you see on TV, with very few exceptions, failed, and they're the people who we listen to over failed, and over again. If you watch those cable news stations, hey, Bob Schrum's O for his last nine. How do we get him on the team? So, that, hey, Matt Millen, what's the best draft pick you can make in this spot? Let's stand, <laughs> yeah. well, why are we asking exactly. him? That's what I've been reduced to by this tournament. Uh, so um, I, I've, you know, I picked Miami against Connecticut in a in a, what was going to be an upset just to keep my perfect streak going. So now to virtually guarantee an Aztec money line victory, I'll pick the Huskies to cover. Hmm. Okay. You know, there we go. I'm not, so, I, you certainly are not going to get any fight out of me on, on these uh, with this. Uh, and then, oh, one other, crazy you know, we mentioned the stolen bases, but like yeah. the Red Sox pitching staff is so bad and their lineup is going to be pretty good. So I, until Vegas adjusts, I don't think they can put the over high enough on Red Sox games. I mean, they're not going to put it at 15 and the Red Sox and Orioles combined for 50 runs in three games. And, and it, and it hasn't even gotten hot yet. I mean, the, the Red Sox are going to play so many 10, nine games this year because they can't get 27 outs and their, their lineup is uh, kind of stacked. So that's a what's little... our bet. What's our bet on the big series? Classic rivals. First ever World Series. Of course, I don't have to tell Kevin Hench that. I don't know if Eddie Spaghetti knows that, but the Pirates and Red Sox did, in fact, play in the first ever World Series. Big series going on in Fenway this uh, these uh, these next few days there, Hench. Excited? I'm, o- I'm over the moon. You got you know why? Pitch um, clock. Pitch clock. So <laughs> Huge one for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Chris Letang is thousands game. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, they kept the 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 trio in there. Shame the devil that they added Michael Granlund and other bums to the mix there. I'm sticking with them, Eddie Spaghetti. I don't care what you say. I hope the Pens make the playoffs. And you know what I see? I see that the Penguins can beat the Bruins twice. I think they could. I, I think they could take two games off the bees in a in a best of seven series. But you roll, you raise your eyebrows all you want. Let's see the Pens get in there. I really think that they have a chance to do that. I don't think they could do much more than that. But we do know that all the pressure will be on those Bruins. All the pressure. Nobody will expect the, the poor Penguins to do anything. Let's just get in. But first, go to Jersey. Take down the Devils. That'll make Spaghetti and Dave happy. Right, Spaghetti? I, do, I, I agree with that. I also love how hockey, like the Bruins, the most dominant team we've seen since the uh, the Red Wings in like 95. Uh, and yet when they get into the postseason, it's like, yeah, the, the series will still go six games like in hockey. Just so difficult. It's never like, yeah, the Bruins easy, clean sweep. It's like they're going to give two losses. That's the way it actually be want a good bonus. But I mentioned the Red Wings in 95. The Bruins need to win two more games to tie that that record three more games to break it. Um, I would say if you want a bonus bet, they don't have it on season right now, but the f- any futures Bruins game, I think they'd be playing really tough uh, because they want to get that record. So I would take the Bruins on the puck line. That's a terrible um, idea. I think, what are they I don't do they, no way. why would they care about that stupid oh, record? Because it's the same thing as like Roger Maris is thing. You're cursed as it is with the president's trophy. So go for the record, be the all-time greatest regular season. Uh, I think they should definitely go for, it. I think they're going to, I yeah, think they're going to win the games regardless. 
but overtimes well, and everything yeah, else have thrown it out crazy. of whack. Two extra games. Yeah. It, does, it's, it, it doesn't like in history. It doesn't stack up, and it's not. Look, it's not. I mean, as the as the guy who's watching these games, uh, so the Bruins are running on fumes trying to break this record. Now, to his to his credit, Monty is like resting guys, so it's like. The guys who are suiting up are playing very hard, which, you know, is hockey. You want that. But Saturday uh, against the Pens, they blow three leads, right? One zip, one, one, two, two, one, two, two, three, two, three, three. Uh, and then Pasta wins it and uh, and taunts Caitlin Clark at the end. Um, but Dave Damashek, same. So, so then so then they have to fly to St. Louis because because, of course, a team should be playing a back to back matinee in april come on nhl what are you doing now we're off now we're off for 96 hours genius but then we go to st louis the bruins go to st louis blow a three zip lead so the day after blowing three one goal leads they blow a three goal lead and then leanus bails them out in the shootout um but you're just watching the team they're stuck in the mud like they're tired, like they are. They are trying to win this meaningless marathon and they look like the, the woman who herself at the L.A. Marathon in 84. Uh, like, it's like they're not playing well. And and so, you know, it, you can't really flip a switch when the playoff starts if you have no legs because you fought to the finish line to break this kind of stupid asterisk record. So, I mean, I'm conflicted because obviously you root for your team every shift, but I don't want them to just go, we did it. And then, and then get upset in the first round. I feel like teams have done that in, in the NHL specifically. I think the sort of, they can ignore and pretend like it's not, we, we, we always dupe ourselves into like, ah, come on. The president happens over and over. I don't mean that there's an actual pox on them, but there is something to chasing the regular season. I mean, look, I think Spaghetti Spaghetti would agree with me on this. If, if the Patriots lose to the giants in that meaningless regular season game where Randy Moss catches the touchdown, they do not lose the Super Bowl. If they go, Hey guys, this team beat us. They gave us our only loss of the season. I just, I just don't think they lose that game. I think that's it really the true. race for perfection that just put too much pressure on them. All right. Come on. All I'm asking, just smile on us a little bit, hockey gods. You've already done us five times over. And now a quick break. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I want to give out Mr. Listers. Okay. And then put them on the website. Now we'll okay. we'll be able to do this eventually, but 
So what we'll do is we'll give out Mr. Listers as kind of our farewell, then go to the website to get the answers, which oh. maybe we could do without, it wouldn't have to be a pop-up menu. We could put the answers on the website probably now. Um, anyway, so here's a good Mr. Lister to take me to drive my daughter to camp. Um, okay, eight quarterbacks. We'll start with Sheck, then Spaghetti, then Sheck, then Spaghetti. Eight quarterbacks in NFL history have started a Super Bowl under age 25. Okay. Who goes first? Dave goes first? Yeah. Tom Brady. Correct. Uh, ben Roethlisberger. Correct. Patrick Mahomes. Correct. Damn. Um, <laughs> under age 25, 2007, Eli was drafted in 2004. Eli, Eli probably was in 25. Uh it was Goff. Correct. Goff. Yeah. Right. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Love, spaghetti's the worst. He just floats the name. Like, I'm just saying a name out there and see if anybody No, I did the math on my it's head. Okay. Eli, I'll well, accept I, it. I'll accept it. Part of our show. Jared Goff. Correct. Dan Marina. Correct. Oh, oh. who's one of two rules? There's recently. one more layup. Oh, you said start, start, started in not one. Isn't it just started? Yeah, just started. Just started. Joe Burrow. No. What? Oh, oh, he's, damn. He's Joe he's Burrow that old? Right? Yeah. Wasn't yeah. he? Wasn't he old? That's the guess, though. Damn. Uh, damn. All right. Okay, one of them just did it. Hurts. Yeah. Unless oh, my huh. unless on. my website is wrong. How about, it definitely hurts, how about yeah. Broadway Joe? No. Here are the remaining guys. There's two, there's two left. David Woodley. I was going to say David Woodley for, I, I was really thinking about him, but I couldn't figure out exactly. Okay. Yeah. David Woodley, and, the worst and, uh, who, by the way, rest in peace is the, when people do the Trent Dilfer thing, Oh, worst starting quarterback. No, David Woodley is the worst starting quarterback in, in, uh, he's the, Super Bowl uh he's the San Diego state of the Super Bowl. Uh, um, by the way, went to LSU. Bring it and all then, full uh, circle. Oh, it all comes together. And then um, Drew Bledsoe. Ah, I would I would have not gotten that one. I could have I would have taken. The he was another one. He was he was kind of young coming out of Washington State. By the way, I, I hope we hear from our listeners if if this website I'm trusting is wrong. But uh, but uh, there are the eight, Mister Lister. Okay, I got to go. Very fun, Hench, and. Uh, I would love uh, next time. Let's pick, fi figure out if Hench thinks if the Patriots hadn't gotten to that Super Bowl, the first Super Bowl with Tom Brady, if they would have gone back to Drew Bledsoe. I think that's uh, that's a possibility. A fun, the ultimate wrinkle in and if Elling is to take Tom Brady off the table there. All right, Eddie Spaghetti, should we wrap it up here? I know yeah, you prepared some good Mister Listers for us. It, it's fine. They're 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 ready to go for whenever we need them. We have NCAA, Great. MLB, NFL draft related ones, and just uh, I I gave my hockey bet the Bruins, but I'll give out the pick for tonight. I like Please. the I like the Aztecs to cover sevens a lot. I think it'll be a, a tight game. UConn will win, but I think by a four or five six point margin, not seven. Um, both teams scored seventy two points in their last games. I could you know obviously I think uh, there was a buzzer beater for San Diego State versus FAU. Um, but I think San Diego State's probably a tick better than Miami. Miami obviously struggled in the game versus UConn, but I could see both teams scoring 66, 67 points, which would give you the over. Um, so I like the over 132 and a half uh, on this game. So I have uh, UConn to win, but SD State to cover and over 132.
Um, all right. I wish I could give you a pick for the Tuesday night games because it's a big uh, night in the NHL for those paying attention as it comes down to the wire, both in terms of the teams that are solidly into the mix and where they're going to be seated. And then the uh, the teams like the Penguins and the Panthers and the Islanders and now the Sabres all fighting it out for those last two spots there. Spaghetti, are you feeling good as you go into it as we wrap it up here? You think you're going to catch the Devs or maybe the Canes? You'd rather catch the Canes at this point. I think so. I mean, the Rangers lost the Devils, but if you care about hockey analytics, the Rangers had the better scoring chances and all that kind of stuff. I This part of the regular season is the worst. Like, it's the worst feeling to know you're in the playoffs. You're just waiting for the playoffs. We have to get through these last regular season games where all you're doing is just kind of like... Don't get hurt! Make, Don't get hurt! To make sure, right. exactly, that nobody gets hurt. Um, It's just it's just the worst feeling. I, I, I hate it. I'm not excited for playoff hockey because... This is the most talented Rangers team I'll ever see in my entire lifetime. And if they don't win it, it's like, how do you move on from here? Um, if you, you can't build a team better than this. So, like, <laughs> yeah, obviously, best. hockey is a strange sport where sometimes the most talented teams don't win. It's the one sport where an eight seed could beat a one and no one would blink an eye. But um, right now, it's like if they don't win with this current iteration with like multiple, you know, Hall of Famers, it's just it's bizarre. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it will cover. <laughs> well, what it sounds says to me is. Eddie Spaghetti's about to be a Pittsburgh Penguins fan in a couple of weeks. If things break just right and the pens catch the bees, you're going to be rooting hard for the black and gold from Pittsburgh, not the Boston version. All right, that's it. Appreciate Spaghetti and Kevin Hench uh, working around my schedule while I'm out here on the banks of the Three Rivers with uh, with family and uh, doing some stuff out here. And um, we'll be back with more uh, hot sports action for you. Plus extra points, Kibitzin with Sal and Martin Weiss coming up um, later in the week. Make sure in the meantime, you're checking out all the great stuff uh, at the Extra Points Network. ExtraPoints.com is how you do that. And for Hench and Spaghetti, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. 